you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist that you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash FriendZone and show your support of this podcast by using code FriendZone to get $30 off your first month. That's FriendZone and Talkspace.com slash FriendZone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. I just want to know what happened to our love. We used to be best friends. Where did it go wrong? When you're gonna see how good it is with me. I'm tired and I'm through with all your listen, baby. I hate it when you say that to me. I'd rather you say my name. You know it starts with D. I'd rather you try to see things my way. That means clearly. I'd rather you try to just try to be on my side. G. <laughs> see you was my partner. And yes, show in crime. And see, uh, you really understood when I talked our rhyme. And see, uh, you really took, I said you really took time. And when you handled me, baby, then you handled just fine. And see, I uh, like the way that we relate to each other. I like the way you fill up on me underneath the covers. I like the way you you make me not want on un- un- other. <laughs> See how I kept going? You are my brother. Sight! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Asante. Or you went already. <laughs> I'm going to go again. See, if I go again, it's not a sin. That means I'm winning. No, I'm not winning. But if I was winning, you see where Cardi B, B, yeah. B, Bodak Yellow is where we be, be, Thank God, Beyonce's birthday. Came through with two more, and she gonna birth some more thrones. Airs to them, cause Blue Ivy got some more she gonna share with them, cause Beyonce's bags, they stay getting bigger. And me, I say the friend zone, stay getting bigger to Parkwood. What it do? You can sign me right now, and you know it'd be no more. <laughs> Man, Asante. <laughs> I struggle, shit. It's Man, been a week. Bro. 
It has been a it's week. It's been a week. <laughs> we tried, y'all. We sorry. Look, you know. There's really nothing else we can do after you sang, so I really don't even know oh, why stop. we're doing it anymore. Right. <laughs> Look, that's why we're singing no more. We shouldn't even do the freestyle no more. France sang. That part is over. We have the theme song. We can just get it started. I'm still being enriched. <laughs> I'm still being renewed. I'm still being rejuvenated <laughs> yeah, by France's yes. voice. It was everything I needed, and it was so on time. So we thank right you, Fran, as a people, as a nation. And as a congregation, we thank you, friend. <laughs> thank yes. y'all. We speak your name. Okay? H. Last week, everybody was like, You hear friend? Friend, what's going on? Friend sang. Friend was jamming. Friend could really sing her voice so good. Everybody was saying the same thing. I literally think that I saw every gift imaginable last week. Wigs flying. I mean, dolls flying, slamming against walls. Yes. (laughs) The brandy one where she falls on the curb. Like, (laughs) she collapses on the floor. You name it. Hey, I am just glad that you all have been safe out there because a lot of y'all said when Fran got the singing that y'all did not know what to do with yourselves. (laughs) People saying they had to pull over. Okay. Y'all is I know y'all listen on the way to work. I know y'all be listening it in the middle of meetings when y'all not supposed to be listening so you know just be real careful with that just never know what the surprise is gonna be on the week's episode that's right oh, man how was your weekend <laughs> speaking of <laughs> what'd you guys do this weekend you know i had a great weekend um this was labor day weekend so nigga had a couple days off yes yeah, um weekend. you know and although i was getting other work done my creative juices were flowing so i got some writing done yeah um, I hung out with great friends this weekend. Shout out to Kid Fury. Uh, we had a good time all weekend long. Um, and, you know, everything was just great. Shout out to um, the Freesome Party in Brooklyn. Um, we went to that. Their, uh, their like Instagram that is FWFNYC. That's what it is. And it's like just a really dope party, and they were jamming. And then at a certain point in the party, they had this big-ass beach ball like flying across the crowd. Yes. And they played my favorite song, which is Stooky. What you gonna say? What you gonna do? Stooky. I like the way you move. I like the way you go. They they played that. I had video footage. They caught me. This girl walked by and we kind of locked eyes and like Ooh. I looked at her and she looked at me and mm. then she just rolled around like oh. she was in one of these chairs on wheels like <laughs> I am. That's how smooth she was. She just rolled right on around in the position and I got... As Beyonce might have said, okay, now, ladies, but she, that day she said, okay, now, niggas, let's get information, because that's exactly what I did. Who has the footage? Because I need to see. I'll send it to you. You know, I might have, you know, it might be on Twitter somewhere or whatever like that, but, you Cute, know, I'm going to send it to you. Fury at the end laughing. You see Fury laughing at me. It's perfect. It's, it's exactly what happens in the party. So. Oh, I love y'all. How was your, um, your weekend, friend, other than picturesque? I mean, it was amazing. As most of you know, I was in Vermont for my best friend's wedding. Shout out to her. I had fun. Uh. Um, no, but it was amazing. We, I mean, y'all know weddings are mushy to begin with, but seeing my best friend since we were 11, becoming someone's wife, I cried the whole time. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to react that way, but I did. It was so genuine and beautiful. So that was amazing to experience i also think it's just the age i'm at now i'm like kind of processing love and just beautiful things like that and chapters of life totally differently 
Um, and then Vermont. Oh my God, it's my first time there. And yes. whoa, talk about picturesque. Yes. The mountains, the water was like sparkling and the ships passing the boats, the, the yachts, are. right? All the cheese. <laughs> Even I broke my diet this weekend because y'all know I do not fuck with dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't help it. The cheese, like, oh, who could turn down cheese in Vermont? Right. And then it's from the farmer that you literally meeting them when you buy it. So it's super fresh. Trauma cheese. Right? <laughs> so I had a blast. The food was incredible. The people... Only thing was, I probably saw maybe three, four black people total in the whole weekend, which was like a little strange. I was tweeting about it, and people were like, get out. I was just about to say, <laughs> as long as nobody looked at you and said, right. get out. <laughs> so that was kind of funny to engage with y'all on Twitter about how white Vermont was. Um, but I love how granola it is. I showed y'all <laughs> that I found flip-flops made out of grass. I mean, those are my people. Those are my people. You know, everyone had blankets and tea just walking. I was like, this is, it's like I stepped into, hey, friend, hey, if it was a state. Literally. (laughs) You know what got me? Because you know it's in the details for me. And you know I'm watching with a watchful eye anyway. You in Vermont? I'm like, okay, let me follow these tweets. But what got me was when you said that they offered you a fucking bike. To go around and see the area. (laughs) I couldn't take it. I walked into my hotel and the lady at the front desk goes, Do you need tea or a blanket, a flannel robe, a bike? She was like, Anything you need. And she literally points me to a bike, this cute little green (laughs) bike. She was like, If you want to get started and wander around and, you know, drive down, like ride down to the waterfront. I was like, This is. Perfect. Like, I was so happy. Uh, if Vermont wasn't so cold and so white, I would consider it. But it's so cold, too. Like, I'm not leaving New York winter to go to an even colder oh, no. state. It's just not. Mm-hmm. If I'm leaving, it's for something like LA. That's that. why it's so laid back because they like, we really don't want y'all to have like obligations and shit to do. Right. So everybody just go home and. Get something to eat and, and sit back. And that's what's going to make this place special. No, them Northeastern <laughs> winters, I know they're not they're not a game. So Hell that's no. the only thing kind of keeping me away from it. But for the most part, everyone was hella sweet, though. That's good. Really kind white people that smile and that's genuinely so really nice. ask questions. And where are you from? Because we know you ain't from here. <laughs> <laughs> we see each other. <laughs> it is beautiful. But yeah, so I had an amazing weekend. What about you, Asante? My weekend was awesome. Awesome. I got to do some writing, rearranging. I finally unpacked my luggage. Oh, God, so, the realist. And you know what's fucked up was when we were in L.A., I went shopping. So I had all these, like, new-ass clothes in my bag. And I was like, what am I going to do with these clothes? <laughs> so I had to get rid of some stuff, too. So, you know. Mm. And it was right on September 1st. Everything started. So I was like, well, look at this. Out with the old, in with the right, new. new season, mm-hmm. new you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> new bitch, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> But it was great. Yay. Now I'm back here with the friend zone. Oh, the friend zone. <laughs> that was on my ready? spirit. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yes. Let's jump into, well, let's jump into the recap really quickly before I forget. So I'm like, well, I forget. Y'all are even affecting how I speak. You hear that? Well, I forget. Oh, my God. And then everybody and their mama tagged the Cardi B. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. You guys be tagging up a storm. That but was that was good, cute, though. though. Um, So on last week's show, we went back in time for the 99 and the 2000 and basically sang our little hearts off um, all the way up to, I believe, 2006. 
seven? Is that how far we got? Maybe a little farther? I don't even remember. But we had fun, and you guys did too. So, Asante, <laughs> who stood out <laughs> to you? Oh, uh, well, first and foremost, I want to just shout out Todrick Hall for the timing on that, that video. collective consciousness. And, and then I he tell had all the jams. Yo, Tajik Hall dropped this video on YouTube where he has uh, it's the uh, the nine nine and the two thousand, yes. or for the uh, for the two thousand, and he just did all of those jams. So mm-hmm. shout out to Tajik Hall for putting that shit out like literally the same day. I was like, damn, we all know because I think it's like that nostalgia bug just running around grabbing everybody. But not to be a downer, Tasha caught my eye on the email. And Tasha says, as a note, my friends and I attended a concert that Alicia Keys opened for Maxwell on August 25th at MSG 2001. (gasps) Unfortunately, the same day Aaliyah passed away. Mm. We were in complete shock when we found out after the concert. And I just that just took me through so many damn emotions because, you know, Aaliyah had it then. And we were talking about Alicia Keys. Right. And I was totally wrong. Urban Hangs Suite did not come out in no 2001. That joint came out in like 96. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was my little brain getting that summer mixed up. But I know he had released something around that time. But maybe I was just playing Urban Hangs Suite and was stuck on those two artists that summer. But point being, it was the jam. Right. And really, really other random side note, um, mm. shout out to Kim Hill, who was the black woman that was in the Black Eyed Peas before <gasps> Fergie. Oh, and shoot. she lives in Brooklyn. And her ass was at Afro. Stop. <laughs> I was looking at her Instagram. Her Instagram is him kill. And I was like, <laughs> look at this shit. I knew that there was a black, black Eyed Peas. And black shout woman. out to Mims, who oh, followed Mims. the friend zone. Hey. And hey. <laughs> apparently was made aware of the fact that we were singing his praises, literally, on last week's show. <laughs> so when I saw him, I was like, oh, how cool. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so if you listen to this Mims. This is wow, hot. <laughs> Mims had a song randomly with Kylie Minogue. It was uh, All I See Is You. It was called All I See, and there was a remix with Mims on there. Look at that. It was bomb. It was beautiful. So dope. Working. (laughs) Work. What about you, friend? What did you see in the SoundCloud streets? Well, truth be told, I just want to thank the internet as a whole because you guys, the love that you guys have been rushing me with since last week's show, like I mentioned earlier, has been profound. Like you know, I have my reasons and of course we'll get into it even a little bit on this episode for why I don't sing like that or just sing out normally. But that was just something that we just decided on last week. Like, fuck it, let's just do it. You know, just on some like, let's have some breakthroughs and push through all our gifts. And the fact that like, it was something I needed to do, something I did. And the fact that you guys were snapping me with tears and just like really kind supportive words and just the love in general that was just really kind and such a boost emotionally and I thought that that was awesome I was like I love this community that yes, we have Lord. isn't yes. the friend zone community so fucking cool well on behalf of the internet I would like to say thank you <laughs> I mean all of the because to, to you you finally alone, you know, so funny. fulfilled our dreams right but and I'm just you hear me right I sound like when Beyonce thanked uh, when they so told her you're, you're Beyonce, Beyonce and she said thank, thank you, you. <laughs> <laughs> no but just thank you guys so much that was like so beautiful and y'all don't know how much I needed it and I'm thankful that apparently a lot of you needed it too hopefully it made you have some breakthroughs after that eclipse um, okay. Dustin what about you what did you find in these streets in these streets in these streets oh. in these streets 
streets. So, in these streets this week, I found so many things. I want to give a shout out first to at left sent this. It says, when you say America first, I have no choice but to see it through a white supremacist framework because it's an old KKK mantra. And the images of the tweet is accompanied by many, many archived images of old KKK rallies back in the 50s, 60s, way back when. And Baba Batunde. And uh, <laughs> they have an actual Ku Klux Klan like coin that says America uh-huh. first, preserve racial purity. And then they have a picture from one of Donald Trump's rallies of a white woman holding a sign that says, Make America First Again. Wow. Um, so just a reminder to stay the fuck woke. Um, I would also like to give a shout out uh, to at underscore underscore charity faith who uh, on September 4th, which was we all know was Beyonce's birthday, mm. shout out to Beyonce, happy birthday, which happy goes birthday. without the fuck happy saying. <laughs> so Great Value Moesha is her name on wow. Twitter, at underscore underscore charity faith. Great Value Moesha. She said, I see we all on one accord today. Light the discography in all caps and accompany with a screenshot of Trina, um, yes. a screen grab from Trina's infamous Instagram Live rant when she said, light the blunt. <laughs> so this girl said, light the discography, you know, in other words, start playing all the Beyonce music you can in celebration of her birthday, Yay. which is what we all did. So that was so funny to me. <laughs> Um, I would also like to give a shout out to at New Wave 9X. That's only one W, though. So it's at N-E-W-A-W-E, I mean N-E-W-A-V-E-9-X. And it says, lying nigga, quote, <laughs> on my dead homie, I ain't never do that, end quote. And it says the dead homie, and then there's a picture of a cloud that is literally shaped like a middle finger <laughs> oh in the sky. Oh, my God, no. So I thought that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine looking up and seeing? I thought that was hilarious. And then... <laughs> That was just hilarious to me. Um, Then I would also like to um, give a shout out to, where's the tweet, where's the tweet, where's the tweet? Here it is. At underscore Alicia Maurice X3, at underscore L-Y-S-H-A-M-A-U-R-I-C-E X3, who said LSN came through. I got to download this. She tweeted uh, and mentioned myself, Fran, and Asante in the tweet. And it is a YouTube link. To the friend zone for the 99 and 2000 freestyle, where you can go and listen to my sister friend's oh, song. Oh, gosh. Don't you agree? They sure did. And use the cute picture of us that you posted on your IG. So, I mean, y'all really could have said some of those first, but we love y'all because we know it came from a good place. So, yeah, that's what I found. And you see how I put you on game by doing it that way? I'm growing. You're like, mm. That's growth. So you know. That's growth. Okay. Stronger. Wiser. So, okay. back being the fuck said. Friend, you ready to start this week? Yeah. Let's get it started. That's what Fergie's ass was in So, okay, so... What the discussion that came about after last week's show when we were talking even about me, you know, having my breakthrough and singing finally, more so just for me and what that meant for my life and and us thinking about our own crafts and the paths that we're pursuing and just the striving for excellence and perfectionism and just the ways that when you're trying to cultivate a craft, what are the things that hold you back from just doing it you know we all have these gifts everyone has a gift and when you start wanting to put it out there and like really diving deep into it 
I wanted to kind of discuss and deconstruct today, like, what are the reasons that we don't just put our work out there? And the two words that kept coming up last week when I was talking with a lot of different creatives after that episode who were, like, congratulating me <laughs> for finally doing it, it was these, this idea of, like, perfectionism versus excellence and whether you feel there's a difference. And, of course, I always like to define it for people. Um, perfectionism is the refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. And then excellence is the quality of being outstanding or extremely good. And I was looking through psychology today, which you guys know is one of my favorite sites. And this is... Um, this author named Adrian Furnham, PhD, he actually had an article called The Curse of Perfectionism. When everything must be perfect, can anything ever be good enough? And he goes on to explain how it's a highly desirable trait that ensures high standards and reliability. You know, if you were an, uh, a boss and you had employees, there's a perfectionism that you kind of encourage from them, even athletes and singers and all the different realms of creation and work and labor, you want to have reliable people working that you know if they say they're going to do A, then they're going to do A. You would say that, but give Chase Bank customer service a call. <laughs> they don't give a fuck who they put on the phone. They, you call them, they be like, they basically give you, that's your damn problem. Figure the shit out. So I feel you, right. but we got to start somewhere. And Chase just don't, they renegades. I'm sorry. Not Go renegades. ahead, friend. Um, but it says that being a perfectionist can be both positive and negative. There's the idea of the nitpicker, which is someone who looks for the hole in a transparent window. And they're just mm. looking for perfection in everything. And one quote that I loved that said, that asked, are you a perfectionist or do you strive for excellence? And it says, because striving for excellence motivates you, whereas striving for perfection is demoralizing. And it's basically because you'll never be good enough to yourself and your own mind and I've fought myself so long with the music and you know obviously I have my reasons but once I just did it last week I was like what was the big deal you know like we build these things in our head of, like of our different gifts and what it means and how it's going to be perceived and what others think of it and so my question to you guys is with your particular crafts, the first question I'll ask, I should say, is do you ever find yourself so stuck on the quality, so stuck on the details, so stuck on it being perfectly curated and perfectly created that you find it actually getting in the way of your output where you're more so stuck on the detail than just like getting it done? Is that something you struggle with at all? That actually has taken my, I don't want to say my love away from certain things, but <clears throat> um, I talk about photography. It was like something that was super important to me for a very long time. But because, you know, it's a very expensive hobby to have, if you will, very right. expensive interest. Especially if you want to do it at a certain quality. Right, Exactly. So for me, it was like, you know, I, I know I have this eye and I know I look for these certain angles and I want to tell these stories with the camera. But if I can't you know, afford a certain lens or, you know, the software, if I, I couldn't afford a certain software to get my pictures to look a certain way, like just little things like that for the different types of shoots that I wanted to do, it was kind of becoming overwhelming. 
it was like, I know I'm capable of doing certain things with the stuff that I have, but if I ever want to get to a point to where I'm working with, you know, serious people or high clientele, I can't take like a little um, Kodak easy point and shoot camera and be like, you know, <laughs> I can hook you up and make you look good, you know, on the after. Right. It's like, yeah, maybe you can do that, but you don't got the equipment to make me look good now, so why would I trust you with that? Right. It's kind of like, you know, that, that you know, how do I kind of barter myself and give myself? And, you know, I know sometimes I have to learn the hard way it took time. You know, you have to kind of just work to a certain degree with what you have, and then the things kind of come along with it. Um, but it was just really hard because I was always getting stuck on, like, the money aspect. And then to move to one of the most expensive cities in the fucking world and then right. think, okay, well, you know, how are you going to get your shit popping enough to be able to afford this yet again? So then it was like, okay, well, this is one of my passions, so let me see what I can put forward and how I can bring some of these things full circle. But it sucks because what I was putting out at the time was still really great stuff. And I feel like if I would have just kept going the way that I was going, maybe I would have a a different story to tell with the same equipment that I had. And I think that would have made me get a different sort of breakthrough. But I think because so much time has gone by as well, I'm going to have another story to tell when I finally do, when I finally do line up my pieces appropriately. Right. And with that field, I would say it's a it's even trickier to navigate because photography is so based on art. It's so based, excuse me, so based on the quality, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how the picture looks and the pixels, you know, mm-hmm. like it's so, Lighting. it makes such a, an impact. Mm-hmm. The background, the lens, the camera and the body and all these things. So I can imagine, like you said, you can have the eye, but if you don't have the equipment, does that translate the way that you would want it to translate and how how long do you have to deal with the fact that you don't have the equipment you know right where you almost like it's almost like people aren't receiving your language the way you would want them to like the way you perceiving it yourself because Mm -hmm. you don't have the way to translate it so i think that's it's tricky and certain fields are like that like even acting or singing Mm -hmm. there's a, a technicality that you either have or you don't how do you perfect that how do you what about you? Because Dustin, you're an actor. Yep. Where that's like you're on screen, you either good or you're not. You right. know what I mean? Like it's evident. I'm an actor and I am a media personality, right? Mm-hmm. So literally as an actor, you are evaluated before you're even granted the opportunity to perform. Right. And then when you perform, you are evaluated at will. You willfully allow everybody that views your performance the opportunity to make a decision on how they feel about it. And the Internet affords them the opportunity to share that perspective. So being an actor is something that takes a lot of courage, and it's very risky um, emotionally. Of course. And it's something that people kind of overlook sometimes um, because they expect you to just be bold enough to put yourself out there as you know it's definitely a choice to take this on but sometimes people forget that it's evaluated as long as it lives and so people are always offering their opinion or casting judgment on your performance now you can take that one of two ways you can either allow it to make you terrified of what the result is going to be or what kind of conversation that will yield or you can take it as something to sharpen your skill right it's something that creates a sense of accountability as a performer to always make sure you're on your game, 
always make sure you're sharpening your skill, taking classes of some sort, um, engaging or, or interacting with the art in some for, some sort of way, always making sure you're working on something, be it a television series, a film, a web series, creating your own content, Instagram comedy videos, whatever it is, you just want to try to continue to exercise that muscle in some way um, so that you always are able to step up to the challenge per se. Right. Um, and as far as like, excellence versus perfectionist like being a perfectionist rather i think the difference is yielded in what your your intention is or what your reason for apprehension is right i think that excellence would be you are holding back your work being released or you're holding back sharing your work or your gifts with the world because you may not have access to the necessary resources or tools that would be allow you to showcase yourself at your best. But I think being a perfectionist would be having access to all those things and being able to create, but your only apprehension being fear of judgment. Right. That's the difference. Um, and so I think it kind of boils down to at a certain point, like you're a perfect example. You had certain, um, <coughs> you had reasons for not wanting to sing just yet, mm -hmm. but you did it in your own time. And it was because you wanted to share that. But some people, um, shit, I lost my fucking train of thought. I hate it when that happens and right. we can leave this in the show. I don't even care. <laughs> it's a thing that the point, to me right, all the time. The point that I'm trying to make though is that you have to allow your love of the art to overcome your fear. Yes. You have to do it. You, it's a wall that you hit as an artist or a performer where, yes, I'm fearful of this, but that's what separates the true talent from the people that do it for other reasons. I'm not even going to say the wrong reasons, just other reasons. Yeah. But when you actually love it, that will supersede your fear and it will allow you to be in a space where you can share. That's why I was going to say you're a perfect example of that because singing is... Most people don't even know that, that that's at your core. Right. And your love of singing kind of overpowered everything else and it made you step up to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's just what it's about. It's about the purity of your reasoning for doing it and it's about your actual presence as an artist. Is this something that you're doing because you're passionate about it? And if so, that will be the push that you need just in time. Right. Mm. Have you ever found yourself, like, because we all have an inner monologue, and obviously it's the ego that kind of can take over at times, and that's going to be a whole other episode that I'm excited to get into one day soon. Um, but, like, how, because with perfectionism, what I will say is a good side of it is that it does push you to do your best, to reach your highest potential, to put, you know, for your output to be of the highest quality that you're capable of, even beyond you know, your the limitations you may have set for yourself. Sometimes you surprise yourself. You're like, yes. wow, you know, like I fucking killed that. Yes. Um, so how when you think of that voice though, that can take you either to that point of like gassing yourself or being destructive where you can tell yourself like this is trash, it's not good enough, you're never gonna make it. There's so many people that deserve it over you that are way better. You know, we all have those little voices. Which one, how do you control which one kicks in? Like, how do you control how much of each affects your day when you are in the process of creating something? Like, I when believe. you were act, like, when you were at Insecure, you know, did those voices start kicking? Like, 
you're gonna mess this up. Yeah, I forgot. I told you. Well, I haven't told anybody else this, but like I forgot my very when I first sat on set <laughs> with Issa at the table. They said, and Melina said, action. And I literally drew a blank. I forgot my lines. <laughs> and so I just looked at, at Issa and I was like, I forgot my fucking line. Everybody busted out laughing. And then, of course, it came back to me because I was prepared. But I literally drew a blank. And so right. some, that ha- shit happens. Of you know course. what I'm saying? But I believe in my talent as an actor. And Insecure, um, I've, it was a small part. I was able to portray, you know, a general guy that she would be on a date with. And there was intention behind my choices as an actor in that scene. So that's why, again, I'm just forever grateful to her for that opportunity as an actor. Yeah. That wasn't just a look she gave me. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. But also in, like, earlier work, like, I did a film called The Skinny. And in that film, I was able to actually get, you know, involved in, like, a dramatic capacity. And that was actually my first time working on film. Oh, my God. And so, I, but but I, then I worked with the director, and we actually expanded the role. And we talked about going in more depth and making him, you know, a case study in empathy and learning how to look beyond your immediate reaction to someone's actions. And we just, we really were able to, like, make him more. And it showed on screen, and it showed when we did our Q&As after the film. And so as an actor, you have to believe in yourself enough to create those spaces and kind of step up to the plate. So when you're in that moment, that is what pushes you in the right direction, your belief in your talent. And I personally think the only way you can have a a, a legitimate confidence in your art is by working on your skills and honing your talent. Right. You have to just do the, in everything you want, you have to do the work. And you that's, I, mean? I think that's where the excellence aspect kicks in. Exactly. Where you have to be, I think, confidence <clears throat> comes from you being sure of what you can do as a creative. Or not even just as a creative, because I don't want to leave out people in the workforce that, you know, have their output on a daily basis as well. Absolutely. But... What I'm curious, and Asante, I'd love to know your side of it, is just those voices that fuck with us and push you to think that what you've created just isn't ready, isn't ready for the world, isn't ready to be exposed, you know? Sidebar before you answer. Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Shout out to you because you just brought up Ready for the World. That's one of my favorite R&B groups of all time. (laughs) They was from Flint, Michigan, which is my hometown. Y'all, please do your research. Look up up the song called um, um, Girl Tonight or either Tonight by Ready for the World. The one that's uh, Trey songs in the temple. Yeah, look that up. I used to love that fucking song. (laughs) Love You Down by Ready for the World. That is the jam. Okay, so that's all, friend. I'm sorry. I'm I'm actually going to do that homework, too. Shout out to Ready for the World. They got some jams. (laughs) Shout out to The Deal. I only think of you. Hey, on two occasions. Hey, that's the homework this week. Go ahead, Asante. I don't think I've ever said that before. Go ahead, Asante. (laughs) New hat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> New Monica. <laughs> um, so I need you to run that back for me one more time because I have a lot of different uh, opinions and feelings on this as a total. Mm-hmm. And just what I keep going back to is, um, I hate to even do this or bring this up, but making the band. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lorianne Gibson used to run those girls in them steps over and over and over again. And it was literally practice makes perfect. And it's literally the concept of just making your shit undeniable. I always think Preach. about, um, this is going to sound really corny, but, like, I always think about Diddy. Like, 
him being such a New Yorker and having signed all these deals. And yeah, you can talk about the curse of bad boy and all that. But literally killed the music game, I mean, he fashion, was a wave. bad bitch I mean, on his arm. Like he to had, this day. had his right. right to this day. Uh Brought back, made voting cool was a wave. Made uh, health that was a wave when he was running the marathon. His own liquor, like, when think, liquor companies were trying to say they didn't really want to align with black yeah. artists. Yeah. When, when I think about people like Diddy and and just that whole mentality of like I can't sleep because I'm so excited thinking about you know the shit that I'm gonna do that whole thing. I think about having to put in enough work to know that you need to make your shit undeniable. It don't matter what you do, what kind of shit people are gonna talk about you, but they still know at the end of the day they have they gotta respect your shit. And like I wanna get to that point. Like I've been kinda um lax in a lot of areas, but I see what my story builds in different arenas. Like right now I've been doing this podcast with y'all for two years. Like I can make myself the authority on music, not just because I just talk about it, but because I actually have been putting these pieces together. I've been working with these artists. I worked with artists before the show. Mm -hmm. So it's like this just kind of gave me a face, a face that I didn't even want. I really wanted to be behind the scenes. But it's like, (laughs) (laughs) well, you know, it's so cute. You know, you got to be blessed to see this. Okay. No, um, it's just one of those things where I really want to look like I've made so many different moves in so many different places that people can be like, oh, well, that makes sense like in anything that I, I, I have done or want to do. And I think that a lot of people sometimes look and they might look at you and might be like, oh, you're a little all over the place just because they don't get it. And it, not even in my arena, in anybody's arena. They might mm-hmm. look at somebody and say, oh, you only act in, you know, on Netflix movies. So you haven't even done anything on screen for real. It's like Netflix has spent so much money on their content and it's continuing, like has built from a DVD a ma- mailback service to fucking internet platform like huge right people sometimes don't see where your vision goes and that might be discouraging so for me i always have to talk to myself and tell myself like you're doing it you're gonna get it like you have it as opposed to telling myself like yeah you know that was a miss like i always have to tell myself that it was a win like even when you put yourself out there and you look crazy like i think about some of those moms on love hip-hop hollywood like the more (laughs) money your son has like the crazier wig looks but it's like you don't have to anything to prove at that point. You know, your son made it. You raised a child that you know. Now bullshit. Something. Now you gonna have to do your hair. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, now, absolutely. This, we ain't. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, insane. But it's literally like a thing. I don't know why. But for they me, they all look like they're in the witness protection program. <laughs> oh <laughs> Lyrica, mama, a one, mama, a one, Lyrica. All of them oh. look like they in the. They look like. The sign, the wig ads, the Vivica wig ads. That's what they all look like. And and Lyrica Mama on this week's episode, <laughs> she looked like she one? had got out of. She looked like she was sitting on the roof of Hazel E's helicopter. <laughs> did you see her hair? <laughs> and I she said, "What and she the was fuck? Trying to Who get... did her hair? Bruce Lee? I'm like, God damn, Chopper style did her hair. What the fuck? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh my god. One um. <laughs> One point in the article that I thought was interesting is that it said often perfectionists will not complete things, not start things or not even take things on at all for fear of not being able to do it perfectly. So perfectionism in actuality often causes procrastination because it's this fear of being unable to deliver something unachievable to deliver to some unachievable standard often causes them to completely avoid doing it at all. Whereas excellence focuses your on t- your attention on what's right, what's working well, rather than what's not working. And this keeps your attention on the positives and how things could be even better. So ex- excellence is limitless. 
Whereas perfectionism stops you before you even get out the gate. That's a problem I have. There's mm-hmm. several ideas that I have where I feel like I don't have the proper channels in place to execute them. Mm-hmm. And so I just let them sit dormant. Mm-hmm. And it's so stupid. I literally, you know how Issa be in the mirror rapping? <laughs> Sometimes I'll be brushing my teeth or looking at my mustache crooked in the morning. That's when I usually going to have my negative thoughts when my, <laughs> my mustache be fucked up in the morning. <laughs> and so sometimes I look and I'll be like, you are so stupid. You know all you need to do is just do it and put it out there and you just haven't done it yet. Can you give us an example? No, because then I'm, <laughs> then I'm holding myself accountable. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I'm fragile still. So, you know. But I think I, it's I people mean, being afraid. Two, I think it's people being afraid to develop publicly, too. Like, I look at Cardi B, who we've literally seen her ascent from just being someone really funny on Instagram. I actually remember when she first started saying, like, kind of hinting at a mixtape. I can't lie. I was like, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you and everyone else in the world, you know? But... Look what happened. She put out a couple of tracks. They didn't really stick. She kept putting them out. They didn't stick. She kept putting them out. You know, project, project, song, song. Uh, If you looked on her Instagram, she was constantly at different clubs and little clubs in, like, Mississippi. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like, she was... Putting she in work, yeah, she and even pride. even though people were making fun in the comments, telling her she was trash, or being like, "You ain't no rapper," those lyrics are whack, or whatever, she was still doing it. And she even admitted, you know, she had to get better and practice and be vocal produced. And then what happened? Odak Yellow was the wave of this summer, Literally. and now she's on the VMAs. You know, she's on the charts. I mean, she's going toe to toe right now with Taylor Swift who, like or dislike, is a fucking beast when she's on the charts. And like we have got to slay this. <laughs> she that's why she I wish can't they be moved like a lot of person. the times. I wish they could really fist fight like for the for the top of the charts. <laughs> I wish that's how Billboard worked, because we know like Cardi would be number round. one next oh week, baby. And then Despacito, of course, which, <laughs> I mean, that's another song really that you fight. cannot... <laughs> That's another song that's been hard to to move, but she's up there shaking with the two she of them, is. you know? And, that, like, think about that. So she's literally, I think what she proves to me is that she didn't focus on being the best rapper. She didn't focus on being the perfect rapper. She just focused on how can I just keep getting better at what I do mm-hmm. until I reach, you know, where I'm trying to go. And so I, what was so important for me um, especially with like singing and stuff a lot of times like I was telling the guys that I listened back and I was like hypercritical of myself because I'm so hard on myself with everything I do and I was like oh I could have done that note better I could have done this and even if y'all noticed I was very quick to say that I was rusty and that's a defense mechanism you know where immediately I had to like um, set a disclaimer mm-hmm. in case you didn't find it perfect I had to, like, protect myself. Like, I'm rusty. Granted, I am because I don't sing anymore. But I saw that that was a reflex, you know? And that's a problem. And no, you wouldn't. (laughs) Sure wasn't. (laughs) But I think we tend to do that a lot. And obviously, I can only speak for myself. But I've, I've noticed that people will do that. They'll, like, apologize for their work sometimes or, you know? And I'm just like, why do we do that? Why are we so afraid to just, like, be where we're at and and 
and display that and express that and and be okay with the fact that there may still be some growth, that there may still be some development, some evolution in our craft, and that we're going to get better, and that we may not be at the top right now, you know, and being okay with that. I look back at, like, old YouTube videos where, like, I was filming damn near in the dark because I didn't know nothing about lights. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, and then you see the progression and it's kind of cool. And you can see that with every YouTuber, how they started out with damn near webcams and now they look like commercials because you can they see, learned. You can see it with your favorite artists, okay? Yes, when you think of when they didn't have money. You can see it with your favorite reality stars when they get new seasons, new <laughs> right. teeth, new t- new teeth, I mean, new wigs. It's like you see all of that, but I think Especially sometimes with artists when you see like I mean, look at Beyonce and them with jumping, jumping to like where she is now. Okay, like, from Mama Tina's outfit, right? The matching outfits <laughs> for all the literally girls. Literally winning an award as a fashion icon. Look at Rihanna. Oh my God, man! From Girl in the what was it? Mr. Girl in the DJ Sun. Song Pondy replay. You <laughs> know, little tank top and. Jeans. I wasn't on board there. I'm guilty of being one of the people who came on after Umbrella. Oh, oh. so I, you know, I came on board at Good Girl Going Bad, but I'm here <laughs> now. <laughs> but even I was watching a documentary on Frida Kahlo and everyone that knows her story knows her and her husband were like world renowned artists that were highly respected, highly sought after. And there was a part where they were even sharing not so much her, but more so her husband that he even as big as he was and as respected, he still had a problem with knowing when to fucking stop painting. Vince. Oh, never mind. Nah, she oh said as big as he was. Vince? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> jokes. I love Vincent Herbert. Jokes. I'm so proud of his weight loss. Oh totally just jokes. Love them. No. Love Tamar. <laughs> love them. Just telling jokes. FYI. Oh, my God. No, but he even he would need to learn to control himself. Like, he would find, like, this needs to be painted darker or this needs this color or I need to add another person to this. And it's like, if it were left to him and his devices, he would never put anything out because it would never be good enough. And I've heard that from many artists. I've heard that from Miguel. Like a lot of artists, when you hear, you know, their behind the scenes stories on how they create music, a lot of artists don't know when to fucking stop because they want to add more to the hook and it needs a bigger melody and it needs this bridge and it needs this vamp. And, you know, and it's just like, when do you fucking know to let something be what it is? Shout out to India Sean really fast. One thing I did forget is that when she used to perform and I used to record videos of her and even some of the songs she would finally like release. Outside of the whole artist, you know, changing up sound and that whole thing, she used to just up and delete some of her songs. And, like, you know, even on MySpace back in the day, in the MySpace player, you know, she would have her four to seven songs or whatever, and some of them would be deleted. So it's like, you know, girl, why are you deleting these? We love them. But for her, you know, oh, I didn't think that sounded so good, or I don't even feel like that no more. And it was just like, why would you do that? There are people that appreciated that. Like, you spoke to somebody else. That meant so much to them. Yeah. And even with Miguel, I remember him, like, redoing some of his songs. Like, he had that song Hero Mm -hmm. on his first album, and it sounded completely different when it was on MySpace back in the day. Mm -hmm. And even, like, him cutting the overload interlude and stuff like that. So artists do that all the time, and it's kind of like... 
it's kind of like, yeah, it would have been perfect if you did that, but you were on to something with what you did, so why did you do that? You just got to be able to roll with the punches as a fan, too. That's a lesson you learn the hard way because True. you're going to experience that so many times over your interludes or unreleased shit. Be like, why did they put it on the album? Whatever. <laughs> you just have to learn how to let that go. I'm tired True. of people remixing, not making remixes, but like actually going back and remixing the, their albums in the studio. Why does it keep sounding different on these streaming sites? Like the first time I listened to the life of Pablo, oh, he kept changing. It was a certain way. Yeah, then they but go I back think, and read. Yeah, but I think that's the same thing. Like with Diego Rivera, like Kanye kept finding a way that the song would be different, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he wanted to hear it like this, and he wanted to hear it like that, you know. And I mean, I think most people are guilty of that. Like, have you guys ever found that with something you're creating that it just like never took <laughs> the shape that you wanted? But then it was like, well, what fucking shape am I trying to make this be at this point? Like, it's exhausting on a very about my abs <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so yes on a very very small superficial scale that's why I'm posting on Instagram a lot sometimes I, I get a good picture and then you know I find a filter and then it's like too many good filters <laughs> and then it's like this is too much because it's like why do I even need to focus on these filters because I already took a great photo but then somebody you know sometimes you might have a person that's like oh I want to change the colors on this and it's like but why it's actually a perfectly good photo I mean, even on a smaller scale, even taking pictures, sometimes I, like, annoy myself. I'm like, who the fuck <laughs> Right. It's like, the angle, the lighting, the filter, like, it's just, it becomes a little, it's like overload. It takes away from the moment. Yeah, and I think that goes for life in general. But one thing that the article mentioned that I loved was that it said, develop active excellence by using the Pareto principle, which is the 80-20 rule. So it says when you know that 20% of your effort produces 80% of your results, this liberates you to focus on each 20% that makes the difference. So I think that's something that would be cool. It says if I t- if it took you one hour to do one thing perfectly, then in that one hour you could get five things done to 80% of perfection. Mm. And achieving five things to an excellent level will lead to greater success than doing one thing perfectly. And it says, take dynamic action for excellence rather than painstaking inaction for perfection. So embrace what's good enough to succeed. And I think that's a cool tool in a way when you're making something, whether it's at work or creatively, that it's like stop getting in your way and just produce. Depend on what kind of job we talking about. Oh my god! Because I see that it's ain't a lot of room for error. Depending on what kind of work. No air, no air. What are you doing? It's kind of like the uh, habits of highly effective people, like just mm-hmm. basically trying to get those small wins in, so so you can just build up to not being afraid of those big ones. Yeah, they just literally been. No, but that was actually a good gym. You know, I, you like how I put that in there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but what I was asking before that you asked me that to uh, go back to go back yes. and say was about the voice that gets in our way because I think that's everyone's. You know, it's like the universal battle of the ego versus the higher voice, the higher source. That kind of pushes you to be great and then the one that kind of is destructive and can make you feel like you're not good enough 
how do you battle that when it's your moment to shine, like with Eminem's song? <laughs> you know, lose like, yourself right. in the moment you want. <laughs> and I thought that song was so profound when it came out because His I was like, that's so real. Because <laughs> he's literally singing like, this is scary right now. Like, Damn, I could fuck this whole you shit up. Me, right. <laughs> he's like, I could fuck this whole shit up right now. I have like one chance. Do not fuck this up, you, you know? You lose yourself. Love it. I think that's the theme of this whole episode. But how do you battle that? How do you battle the destructive side of you? <laughs> how do you battle the destructive side of you? I'm about to the destructive you. <laughs> how do you do it? What? <laughs> Come on, man. No. So, I don't think that I have a very destructive side of me. I feel like I have a a very I have a very active side of me and I have a very lax side of me. And I think that's the problem. I think sometimes the super active side of me, if I can keep him going, like he's good. That's why like sometimes before the show, when we started playing Podak Yellow before we went out, I was like, all right, we about to go do this. Like there's never a moment where I want to be or try to be like, you about to fuck this shit up. Like, I don't even know how you got here, why you did this. Like, I think a very long time ago, I, I told myself that wherever I end up is where I'm supposed to be. So when I get to that point and I feel like, okay, the adrenaline needs to kick in and this shit needs to happen, needs to go. Like, that's why sometimes y'all are like, you know, are you nervous? I'm kind of like, I'm fine. Because, like, I'm in go mode. Like, I'm, I'm in, you know, this is life and we live in. So, like, let's just go on ahead and have this moment. Versus it being like, you about to go fuck some shit. Because even <laughs> if I, like, mess something up, that's still going to be a moment to me. Like, it might not be the best moment or the greatest moment. But something really funny or fun might have happened from it. So... I always try to look on the bright side, and when I feel like that, um, that lacks me, it's kind of like, oh, you shouldn't even be bothered with that, because, you know, that's not going to take you nowhere either, so I don't even know. Like, if I just kind of start talking to myself like that, that's when I have to be like, okay, nigga, you need to, like, you know, get your blood sugar up or go listen to some music that's going to get you back in the right place, but you can't, you know, where you're at right <laughs> now, you can't sugar. be here. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes people, uh, they just have attitudes because they need to eat. And that's a very real thing for me, too, I think. <laughs> like, I think I forget. So I'm just like, let me just snack on something, you know, get myself recentered and come back to what I'm supposed to be, be at. But I always think of that little voice as being somebody lazy. I don't really have a, a negative voice that tells me that I'm not going to do it or I'm going to mess it up. Cause oh, that's good. You don't have that. I don't have that. But if I did have something more critical like that, I think that it would push me to do a little bit more. I think that's mm. why I watch I watch anime like Naruto and Boruto because it teaches you how to really handle battle. Like, all battle isn't destructive or destruction. Like, it's just, it might be just training, you know, just tension, going to the gym. It's just like tension. It's just, you know, pushing yourself. So sometimes I do wish, like, I was a little bit more critical of myself. But I also, I think it's, you know, kind of goes back to daddy issues. I don't have, like, that that person that really told me you know the what tools, to do and what yeah. to be thinking about and stuff like that but um i i thank god sometimes that maybe that wasn't around because he might not have been equipped to even put that in my head appropriately i might have been at a place to where i was just thinking like okay well you just gotta you know push yourself in and you know get away from this and then that voice would have just always been negative so i filled him in with just a lazy nigga right now but when that lazy nigga's not there <laughs> it's just me dancing and i'm gonna keep it moving and keep it going the right way and I actually saw an article that said your inner monologue a lot of the times is based on your parents' voice and how they spoke to you as a kid. And it's usually my mom. <sighs> yeah. See? So that's why I can't even and think so about it. Like, that's a lot of where it takes shape, where it takes form, the tone, the cadence, even the 
you know, like what it goes back to. If you were to take it out and like listen to it, it's your parents. It's how they talk to you. It's how they corrected you. It's how they discipline you. It's their destructive <laughs> advice, you know. And and I was like, oh shit, I can totally see that. Let <laughs> me tell you how I know it's real. Mm-hmm. Look how successful Will Smith is, right? Super successful, one of the most talented and successful working, consistent actors. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the name of his big hit? Which one? Parents just don't understand. That's why he's famous. He figured the shit out at an early age. He knew. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. To tell that voice, shut up. Okay. <laughs> You don't matter to me. And that's why he said, you know what? Not only am I going to have this realization, I'm going to share this on a worldwide platform. And he gifted us with that song. Put and it out look there. how his star has risen. <laughs> you do the math. And that's real because parents, even <clears throat> even parents understood that as people, that parents just don't understand. That's why they, they want parents. the song to be played. <laughs> You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> No, I mean, I think what has helped me, especially in the past, I'd say, year or so, where I, I think there's been a lot more growth evident in just what, like, my openness and what I'm willing to share creatively and even just on a personal level. And it does have a lot to do with that inner monologue. And more so, instead of, you know, people love to say, like, you got to kill your ego. I don't view it that way. I think it's more so of understanding it because sometimes you do need perfection. Sometimes... Mm-hmm. Perfection is what allowed me to get on YouTube and do my research and spit facts and, you know, want to know what I was talking about. Like, I had an actual reason. I had a goal. I had an intention that, like, made me want to present the information as efficiently and perfect as possible. Right. Um, But then, you know, that does take over sometimes where you forget the reason once you're, like, given the platform and you have eyes on you and then you slip into the, well, how am I being viewed? And am I good enough? And then that kind of starts seeping in. But I think what has helped me kind of reverse engineer that is to not, like, I don't create to be criticized. I create because it feels good. I create because I have to. I create because I want to. It's what I prefer. I like waking up and having content you know and thinking of conversations like this is exciting to me I love picking your brains seeing how you know we are figuring out and navigating these spaces and then sharing it on a public platform like that's exciting to me it's not so much anymore like well what are they gonna think are they gonna think I'm smart are they gonna like the episode I'm like of course they're gonna like the episode because we're human and we're talking about human shit and it's really that simple whoever doesn't like it it's just because they didn't connect at that time, and that's totally fine. There's music I don't connect to. There are artists I don't connect to. You know, like, it's not always going to be 100% of the shots, like, There's accepted. Wi-Fi I don't connect to. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> so I think a lot of it does have to do with you just not being as hard on yourself and not being so concerned. Because sometimes I, I wonder that, too. Like, how much would you produce and create if you weren't worried about what people would say? Exactly. Mm. How much does that get in your way? Like, how much of the perception of you is the block? More so than you being your own block. And it's something that I think people need to start considering, especially in this day and age that everything we do is for likes and reblogs and retweets. It's almost creating a generation of validation. Like, like that is the foundation of why people even put anything out anymore. Shout out to Facetune. 
<laughs> Facetune. <laughs> Y'all suede face ass niggas. Oh my god! I'm so tired of that shit. It's one thing, like you know, everybody photo. Of course, our photos are airbrushed or whatever. Not ours, but like, of course, we people Photoshop their pictures and stuff and make them look good. But some of y'all, I'm talking to Facebook. Some of y'all, you know what I'm saying? Literally look like crushed velvet because of Facetune, and I'm tired of it. That's all. <laughs> Not crushed velvet. Um and. Uh, this one last part where we brought up that thing of how parents come in and this article in the Psychology Today, excuse me, this section in the Psychology Today article says, so where does perfectionist come from? Perfectionism come from? And it says parents, of course. As always, they may have been critical and demanding. Perfectionists in adulthood live with their parents' voice, see, mm, and yeah. their standards. The way psychologists measure perfectionism probably best explains how they conceive of it. Measurement is mainly done by questionnaire or interview, and the tests are multidimensional that try to capture the full range of your issues as a person, but it always goes back to how critical your parents are and the perception of what your parents would even think of what you're doing. Mm. So it's something that's almost like embedded in us. So... When you find that you have that block <laughs> with what you're trying to put out, think of this. Think of where that voice that's in your head is coming from. And yes. this is it your mom? Is it your dad? Or whoever it was that raised you? All that does is kind of liberate you and knowing that that shit's not even real. And a lot of the times our parents were hypercritical because they're living through us. Their own particular insecurities. Yes. Yeah, and they're living through us. Maybe they didn't get to pursue or achieve what they really wanted to do at that you know, day and age. They kind of did what their parents expected. So they're just as hard on us. So you know how we, how we always delve back into the childhood connections <sighs> to, how, to why we're so hard on ourselves. So it's just something to think about. I think the... The topic of perfectionism versus excellence, we all want to do great work. But if it's stopping you and like literally paralyzing you from even creating anything, then that's not excellence. Excellence is to help you thrive. And like the article said, perfectionism just gets in your way. So put it out there. Don't be afraid to let the world see you figure it out. I think that's actually more exciting. I actually connect to people that I see figuring it out. As opposed to someone who like came out the gate so perfect, because usually those are the ones people are waiting for their downfall. Right. Unfortunately, that's just Damn. the way people are wired. Sadly. But when they see you building, they you know create that emotional thread. Like, yo, I remember when she, you know what I mean? They become endeared. Totally. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Mistakes, in my opinion, is just information that you're gathering yeah. on yes. how to do it better the next time around. And you never know who's watching, and sometimes they might see you make a mistake, and it might be somebody really dope that can come through and fill in those mistakes. Totally important. Like, hey, I see your hard work and what you've been, you got going on, and I want to be a part of that. You know, they'll be the Missy to your Timberland. <laughs> yeah, okay. you just never know. The peaches to your herb. The O to your J's. Well, well. So just some food for thought as we are finishing up 2017 because it's almost gone it's almost gone <laughs> so i want to make sure that those goals you set out for this year you know that you are getting those ducks in a row before the year closes 
or that you're just preparing to have an even more powerful 2018. Yes. So, yes. Something to consider. We all need to take a little bit better care of ourselves and our mental health is no exception. That's why today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences and for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You can send your therapist texts, audio and video messages or even do a live video chat. Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash friendzone. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code friendzone to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's friendzone and Talkspace.com forward slash friendzone. Talkspace therapy for how we live today and that's it for this week's hot button issue now let's move on to this week's wellness segment <clears throat> dustin you sang last week i'm singing this week <laughs> well 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 <laughs> <laughs> so i have a question for y'all oh, yes. you know that's always my favorite way to start the wellness segment question what do you guys shower with not the product, but do you have any tools? Mm-hmm. What tools do you shower with? Well, I'm black, so you know I have a pumice stone for my feet. Okay. Um, I also use a loofah. Mm-hmm. I also have one of those regular shower sponge, the plastic, you know, the thing you use for body wash. A puff. A puff. Yeah. Uh, yes. A shower puff. And then a washcloth. Oh, so you have a whole arsenal. Yeah, because the washcloth is for your face. The puff is for your body because you want to kind of get the layer off. The loofah is for, like, your kneecaps and your elbows, anything that you get <laughs> rusty. Oh and the tummy stone is for your feet, you know? <laughs> At least that's how, you know, as for me and my, like it say in the Bible, as for me and my household, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's projects. how we clean it up over here. <laughs> so you use different things for your face mm-hmm. and different parts of your body. Because I know I've seen people use the wash rag all over. Yeah, no so it ATM in over here. Face. Not Oh, no. no ATM over here. What's Mm-mm. ATM? Asked him out. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. <laughs> no way, Jose. No Chick Fil A. Won't be no ATM over here. So. <laughs> I am so sorry. I asked. <laughs> <laughs> You're nasty. Like Raven Simone said. <laughs> You're nasty. Washing your face with the same thing you don't wash your crumbs. Oh my god! Uh-uh. A lot of people do it though. Well, there you go. Everybody breaking oh, out. I've seen it so many times, and I'm like, wow, they don't even realize they just put all that on. Their okay, face. okay. What about you, Asante? Do you have an arsenal? Not a whole arsenal like mm-hmm. that, but I do have a few different tools. I just want to laugh really fast mm-hmm. because that made me think about the episode of Friends uh-huh. when Joey, they was using either the same bar of soap or the same rag. And he, he said, yeah, I used your rag. And, he, and he's like, well, what if you, uh, he's like, did you start, did you use the rag in the same place that I started or the same place I finished or some oh, shit like that? And God. I was like, white people are crazy. <laughs> anyway, that was many months ago. I don't remember the episode. Uh, so yeah, I have a rag for the body, sometimes mm-hmm. a loofah, and it's the soft spongy version because I just like how that one is. But for my face, I just have a different rag that I use, like the bamboo one, because I saw um, yes. Roderick Hunter use it. <laughs> the model? Yes. I hear you that. You know he'd be from own skin care. I mean, he does? Yes. He'd how be cool doing is that? Everything. <laughs> anyway, so I have... He's tea syrup. I got that. Coffee syrup and tea syrup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <just> God. <laughs> 
Dustin <laughs> is on a road tonight. So, so yeah. the reason I asked is because I, for a long time, if you mm-hmm. follow me on YouTube, you already know this. Even though on YouTube I use the glove version, but oh, um, yes. the past, yeah, the past, I'd say two years, I've been using the cloth and it is awesome. It is the Salux cloth. And there's actually two different versions. There's a Japanese version, and I actually have it in my bag. Oh, my God, so you going to get my And it's the cloth, and you can cut it however oh, yeah. you need to. But it's so dope because it's netting, so can it's I feel breathable. That? Yeah, of course. It's brand new straight out the bag. Oh, yes. And it's the Salux cloth. I love it because it... Um, helps with blood circulation you see how it's like kind of rough it helps with blood circulation it helps with exfoliation i think even especially in like hotter temps when your skin's like a little bit oilier than normal sometimes it can get clogged from body products or even just your oil so this really helps you get those upper layer you know layers um slough them off also, you got to remember your body is like the biggest filtration system. Your skin, I should say, is a filtration system. Yes. Sometimes you got to help it. I mean, the body works naturally. You don't really need to help it. But just for vanity and beauty, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And peace of damn mind. <laughs> yes. You, uh, yes. These are things that, that help aid with getting those dead layers off of your skin so that that regenerated, beautiful, fresh baby skin can come up. So using this on a daily basis... It's just so nice. It gives you that baby soft skin. Like I said, that's just for the body. It's a little too rough for the face. Yes. I'm intrigued because it's almost like a loofah washcloth. And that's exactly right. you know what, what it mean? is. So yeah. you can do more with it. It's more pliable. I like that. Friend. Isn't it really nice? Yeah. So like I said, it's um it's a Japanese shower cloth. That's what it is. And it's it's I'll always be knowing first. <laughs> <laughs> and the website oh, is where I order it from because I've actually seen a lot of Asian women saying to not get it from Amazon because there are a lot of knockoffs that actually can create some irritation on your skin. So I saw a lot of people suggesting the saluxshop.com. So that's S-A-L-U-X-S-H-O-P.com. That's what I've been getting mine. And it's really dope for back me. Um, washing daily with the Salux scrubs your gin, gin, your gin, your skin gently to unclog pores and helps remove bacteria it's made out of 60% nylon and like 40% polyester it's durable because of that it rinses clean and the dope part is you see because it is like a netting it dries faster so the hygiene aspect of it is great because you ever walked into someone's bathroom and their towels smell funky musty like they didn't dry properly or maybe they just place them in a way that it didn't allow the cotton to like fully dry properly you wouldn't have this issue because of how fast the netting dries so hygiene wise bacterial wise it's just perfect how do you clean it you can throw it in the wash you can yeah you can wash it by hands or throw it in the machine it's totally durable and you just have to air dry it or can you machine can you dry it you can either do you can do either one, but it dries so fast you wouldn't yeah, even need but it, to. But it's not like netting. in danger of like no any melting or anything. No, like I've used I've done it and I'm, it hasn't you know had I'm about any to issues. get like four. And they're cheap. You can get a pack of like three for like five bucks. Mm. I'm about to get like thirty. And they last a long time. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's amazing, y'all. I'm yeah, telling you. And it's great for the gym, for camping. It's easy to travel with. Longer lasting because it is uh polyester and nylon so obviously that's already going to make it a longer lasting product 
Um, and yeah, so I, and then no mildew odors or anything because of the fibers. It's just not going to happen. So it's something that I wanted to put in people. <laughs> I wish I could see Dustin's Because when I tell you <laughs> I'm about to get some, my sister they is going good. to love Yes. It. And it's, like I said, it sloths away unwanted dead skin cells and exfoliates your entire body as it polishes your skin. So I've just personally feel like my skin feels cleaner than with a wash rag. Because it's scrub. Because this is scrub. Like, this is scrubbing your soul away. I actually think that it may sometimes be a little too harsh, so you don't want to press it. (gasps) Yeah, like, don't press it too hard on your skin because it's already enough. Like, you know, be gentle with it. But I think I just can't live without it. And like I said, I've been using it for years but I just recently started using the full cloth because you can cut it up. Um, I'm a complex I, in the shower tonight. I took one of those to <laughs> London because I knew that they didn't you have You can have cloths. this one if you want it. I can. Yeah, I literally yes. just brought it so that you guys can see it. Um, and You're then, so of course, sweet, you can't use it on your face. I mean, I saw people say that they do, but I don't. I personally have really sensitive skin and I can't put something this like this abrasive, abrasive on my skin. I would have... I just do it once or twice because I normally use an exfoliating face wash, Mm -hmm. but I don't scrub with that because that is like I've seen like brillo, right? People think it's like the same effect as the brush, but it's a little please fuck around and get a chemical peel (laughs) for real. (laughs) No, um, so I know the next question is like, okay, so if you use that for your body, what do you use for your face then? And so I wanted to talk to you guys about the cognac sponge, and this is what it looks like. Mm And when you pull it out, it's really hard. It almost feels like a like a little stone. But all you have to do is let it sit in water. No, you let it sit in water for a couple minutes. Not even that long, honestly. And it just gets really soft. And it's spelled K-O-N-J-A-C. It's another Asian sensation, which I love. But this one is extra cool because cognac sponges are made from the dried and ground root of the cognac root which is an elephant yam and it's native to asia and i think that that's so cool that you're literally using a root like something from the earth from a yam (laughs) so they they drinking hennessy over there too (laughs) and making sponges out of the root of the hennessy tree (laughs) i love it (laughs) oh my god and the way that it works is very similar to body brushing because it helps uh, your skin's ability to increase circulation. It exfoliates. It cleanses your pores. And so it's like a body brush for your face. It's helpful for dry patches. I actually first discovered it because sometimes I'll test out skincare products that you guys will send me, which I have to stop doing because I've had a few times that it just jacked my face up. But I just be trying to support. But I have to learn, like, when enough is enough. But the last time that my face got... I had, like, a huge patch that I wasn't having... um, I wasn't able to get rid of. It just successfully was not, like... I tried all of my tricks. Wasn't happening. And then I started doing research on exfoliators. And I saw this... You know, I'm always researching, like, Mm -hmm. natural and from the earth. And this popped up. I was so curious. I was like a root that like puffs up into a sponge. How cool is that? So I tried it and I started exfoliating the dry patch on my face. And obviously I was using my oils, um, apricot oil to be exact. And I'd say within a week, the dry patch was gone. And so it's kind of been my go-to whenever my skin has some kind of irritation 
or just, you know, it needs to be reset because what it does is also resets the pH of your skin. Um, so if you're overproducing oil, underproducing oil, this is a definitely a good way to reset your skin. And I love that it comes from. Now, do you root. have one of those in your bag? No, not in my bag. <laughs> because the one I have, I use. So I didn't want to like oh. throw it in my book bag. Right. And, you know, have y'all touching it. I have to throw it away. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> a floor sample. <laughs> now, they say um, in the research I looked up that cognac naturally nourishes with vitamins A, B, C, D, and E. Proteins, lipids, fatty acids, it has copper in it, zinc, iron, magnesium. It's a wonder veggie that even has antioxidants and has been historically used, I mean, like for hundreds of years. So unlike other exfoliators that may harm the environment, obviously the cognac is natural, non-toxic, and biodegradable. So that's a good part. It's eco-friendly. So they have different ones. They have ones that have like French clay that's suitable for like drier skin. They have charcoal ones. Okay. Right, that helps for acne-prone skin because, as everyone knows, charcoal is absorbent, so it'll absorb all the bacteria and oils that are clogging your pores. And then they have a green tea one. They also have a green clay one, so it's two different green ones. Both of those are detoxifying and oil-absorbing benefits for those of you with more, like, oily-prone skin, oil-prone skin. So something to think about is really cute i've been using it for about a year i actually first uh talked about it on my blog on heyfrey.com years ago and uh discussed it with my readers over there and people were like oh shit i've used this or some people were like i never heard of this and gave me tons of feedback a couple of people did not like it they were like distance of shit <laughs> <laughs> And then there were people that were like, yo, life changer, game changer. So, you know, skin is tricky. It's going to affect people differently. It's just one of those things that you have to try and see. See if you like it. So the Salux cloth for the body, S-A-L-U-X. And then the cognac sponge for your face. Both of them are exfoliators. That's K-O-N-J-A-C. Exfoliators, soft off all that dry skin, clear out all those pores. And both are amazing and i've been using them for many years so just wanted to throw that in your beauty arsenal hopefully you will <laughs> find them useful and if you use them already i would love to hear your feedback i'll on... have feedback next week <laughs> i love it and that's it for this week's wellness segment now let's move on to mr music man what you got for us this week asante it's the music man back with another jam <laughs> hot damn hot damn yeah so it is september i don't know what the fuck happened to august this is crazy i feel like time is just flying True. so the new september playlist i am working on uh it has not been named it will have been named by friday and it will be up on my twitter at hey asante that's h-e-y-a-s-s-a-n-t-e please forgive me for being late i cannot stop listening to little uzi vert i don't ah, know what the fuck real. my problem is that project is like pure crack i can't stop <laughs> um so what i wanted like to do was <laughs> <laughs> that track is so dope like for real and when he says the, look, brum, brum, my brum. favorite part is the yellow card <laughs> and he's like yellow card yellow card damn P I need a yellow card cause I'm like I, damn I want a yellow card so just cause it's for cause for real cause for real and you know Pharrell was a rapper back in the day too 
Right. <laughs> Remember he had that Shout song out to N-E-R-D. with uh, I mean, seriously. Oh well, you know N.E.R.D. was that rock wave that uh that you can't be me, I'm a rock star. <laughs> but when he did his solo project Skateboard P, he had a uh, oh that he did when a, he used to wear the trucker hats. Yes, and he actually put out a mixtape with DJ Drama first, I believe, and then he put out the project In My Mind, and then mm. later on Out My Mind, the remix project came out. Another thing that you were talking about that bothered me because at the time they put out a whole project and it was the same shit, but it was like the all the beats were different. So I was like, "This is kind of dope and wavy, but why the fuck did you do this?" But it was dope that he gave it to us as fans because we still got to keep the originals. So I said all of that to say, um, I'm going to talk about a few of the artists on the September playlist just so you know what you're looking forward to, and you can go ahead and start listening to them or just tweeting them and telling them how much you love them because these are artists that we already love, and some of them are going to be new artists that you might not have heard of. So I actually start the playlist with <clears throat> Lewis York. Hey now, hey now. Um, if you don't know, then you're going to know. Uh, <laughs> they obviously do the intro for our song, so Yay. make sure you check out their newest track, I Enjoy You. Um, it's the shit. I mean, there's not really a whole lot to say. Uh, Claude be singing his ass off. It's literally Chuck a jazz standard. I mean, the fuck out I them can't. ivories. Like, so beautifully. Just a beautiful, awesome song. And I feel like everybody's going to need a little something, something, a little something jazzy, a little something classy, a little something sexy. So, it's one of those songs that it builds. And as it moves along, you feel each keystroke from the piano and you feel each note. It's hit. You literally feel each element of this song. So it's definitely worth a listen. Yes. And Shout I out to tweeted Lewis about York. it and a lot of you apparently are getting married soon because <laughs> I got a lot of tweets saying this is my wedding song. And one of wow. you was actually getting married this past weekend. <laughs> so kudos to the timing of that tweet because they actually use it as their wedding song, which of Amazing. course I will retweet tomorrow so you guys can see it on the timeline. But First of all, to see that was like, oh my God, this is someone's wedding song. If you One not, of our listeners, shout out to you, by the way. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations, because that right there, if you have not listened to the song, if you have not stopped to just press play, go ahead and press play and listen to that damn song, because it is just amazing. It's beautiful. So if you are getting married, it is a perfect wedding song. If you wonder, like, it can't be that damn good. It really Stop is, hating and go listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or if you're getting divorced and you're taking a bath because you're about to go out with somebody else, it's a good song for that, too. Oh, my God. It is. It's a good candles and bath song. It's, a, it's definitely a good self-love, self-care song. I love it. Shout awesome. out to Claude yes, and Chuck. Yes, Lord. Definitely shout out to them. I have to start the playlist off with them because they show us all the love. Yay. It's just amazing that we have our intro done by the Lewis York. And they just have such a great catalog. And I put them on a few different playlists. So if you have not listened to them yet, this is your chance to listen to them on the playlist pledge. Yes. Um, outside of that, you know, I've decided, I actually threw on people that we talked about for some of the shows because, you know, Miguel is an obvious favorite that it was going to be <laughs> on here anyway. But um, I could still don't know how to say her name. Uh, what, Licky Lie, Lay L- 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 Kelly 47 or whatever. Oh man, I had it at the tip of my tongue because she said it. If okay, if you listen to her song "Attitude," she says Attitude. it. Mm. It's like Lakay, like Lakay, Lakaley, Lakaley. It might be Lakaley. Huh. Lakaley, Lakaley. Listen to the song. It's All in right, it. She literally says her name. Luckily, you can listen <laughs> to the song like Fran said and find out. Because uh, I heard it on my way here today and I was like oh my god that's how you say her name but I forgot it because I'm old well she has a track called Who's That and that shit knocks so her I put that on her whole discography knocks you know what I was thinking she would be awesome with Missy 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yes. she has a similar creativity with like her melodies and the way she rides the beat that reminds me of Missy. And yes. even her her lyrics, like her the word choice and how she's so random. Then like the mask, the ski mask, which means yes. she don't give a fuck. She's just out here styling on them and I was like, this is Missy-ish to me. And I feel like, I mean, I'm not taking away from her. I'm not saying she's right. Missy-ish, but I could see them working together and creating some really cool shit. Yes, Lord, yes. So I, hopefully someone will make that happen. Okay, if you have the power, use it. Right? And go ahead and confront and check for that because that's going to be magic. Okay. Um, I've also put a bunch of Daniel Caesar on here because course, everybody in their mama's been listening to Daniel Caesar and I can't help but listen to the project too. A lot of gems on there. Um, we find love. I definitely had to put on there uh, "New Roses" transgressors transgressor song, and um, also I went on ahead and threw a little FKJ on there. Uh, FKJ stands for French Kiwi Juice. I've I don't know where this gentleman <laughs> came from. Uh, one of our listeners tweeted me about this person like many months ago, and I put one of his older songs on the playlist. <laughs> but uh, this song is called uh, "Vibing Out," and it's vibing out with. A bunch of symbols. Oh no! So you youngin. I don't know what to say for that, but <laughs> check out FKJ vibing out. He uh, released a video, and the video was the whole reason I decided to put the song on the playlist. But um, it's like a bunch of women sitting holding these big ass glasses with cognac, and then like they just st- slowly start to swirl them and shit. But the song is beautiful, so I just like people that put out a dope ass visual of what the fuck they're doing. And also, um, side note of the playlist. <clears throat> Check out Colors on YouTube. Um, Colors is a program from uh, Colors Berlin. is the studio out in Germany. But they always do these really cool visuals where they invite artists to come in and perform their song. And there's always, like, a really cool color in the background. But um, Colors Berlin, they just put up a video of Smino rapping. Um, and prior to that, they had a video. Of, oh, SZA is going to be on there soon. Mm. But um, it's just a, a lot of really dope content. A lot of really dope people of color. Um from anywhere some people from the uk a gold link's been on there so if you're just into that whole like world vibe and you like to watch artists just kind of perform and like just hear the song and you like to still you like to still like see some cool shit just check out colors because it's a really dope program but uh cool. that's on youtube tweet colors tell them who you want to see on there and um just check out the playlist pledge so september is going to be out friday it's going to be out by 7 p.m probably way sooner than that and um oh also just to before i forget one of the big people that I put on my playlist was Big Frida. Oh, nice. Big Frida dropped a new song with Manny Fresh, <laughs> and it's called Dive, and it goes the fuck off. Of, of course, course it does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand, like, how you could not see it. So that's on the playlist, too. So just be pleasantly surprised. Uh, look up some new people on there and enjoy the playlist. Let me know who you're feeling and keep fucking with it. And tell me about who your listens lately are this week. My listens lately, I actually have gotten into an artist named Quinn. Quinn. Yes. She's really, really dope. Um, She just has, she has that similar, I don't know what the accent is, but that SZA accent. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like a, it makes me think of Vine. There was this boy on Vine, I wish I remembered his name, that he would do the accent. (laughs) He would sing songs in that accent. It was so funny. I know those of you who watch Vine know exactly who I'm talking about. 
And he would get on the camera and just start singing everything with it. And it made it 10 times funnier. But she's amazing, though. I just don't know what to call that accent. It's like the indie singer accent. <laughs> but she's really cool. She's vibey. I freaking love her style. Like, I, I was watching some videos on YouTube. Um, she had a video with Miss Bish. And, Miss um, Bish. Miss Bish. And they were interviewing her. And I love her, like, style, her relationship with her mom. She's just really chill. She was on All Deaf Digital. You know how All Deaf oh, Digital yeah. does that thing yeah. where they work with the kids. They do art and the kids interview <laughs> the artists. And the kids were, like, asking her if she thinks Fetty Wap uses his eye as a pocket. Like, <sighs> I mean, they asked the most inappropriate question. You guys, you never heard of it. It's called, like, Arts... Like arts and daps or something like that. You have to look oh for it. It's all deaf digital. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally she imagine. She ain't talking about a pool table either. <laughs> imagine <laughs> anything that a kid would ask and it's unfiltered on YouTube. But That's then they're hilarious. interviewing people like um, Dave East. They had him on there and this one kid was like, are you behind on your child? <laughs> <laughs> He was like, are you behind on your job support payment? <laughs> <laughs> and Davies was like, what the fuck? <laughs> because they're sitting at a table making arts and crafts. But the kids just ask whatever the fuck comes to mind. Isn't that the best concept? That's hilarious. Genius. Absolutely genius. Oh, you guys have to watch it. You guys are going to die. But she was on there and I loved her responses <laughs> to the kids. Um, so she's dope. And then Jordan... I don't know how to say his last name. Rakei. Rakai. It's R-A-K-E-I. Reiki. He has a song called Midnight Mischief that I literally have had on repeat for the past like three days. He's really dope. He has a project called Cloak. And he's a vibe. He's a once you hear it, you'll be like, of course, because he's that sound if you're like chilling on like a Friday night. He's a vibe. So check out Cloak. But in particular, check out Midnight Mischief. Jordan Rakei, R-A-K-E-I. He's on Spotify. So that's it. Those are my listens lately. And Lil Uzi. <laughs> oh, and Lil Pump. Gucci gang. Yes. <laughs> what about XXXTentacion? You know what? Yes. Okay. Okay. I feel uh, guilty shouting him up. The Jocelyn Flores yes, track. Jocelyn. I was like, okay. This project's 17. a little different for him. It's a departure from his usual angst. It absolutely is. He's a little. He sounds wildly a little, like, surprised. Softer and <laughs> wildly surprised. Like he's in love and he's going through some emotions. And I thought that was really cool of him to release something this different. That Jocelyn Flores track is a is it's crack. I, it's, that's on the playlist. That's, really, uh-huh. that's a vibe. Absolutely. I told y'all that I was playing, that I went on Twitter and and my friend Marlon, shout out to that dude McFly from the Extra Gravy podcast. Yeah. He's hey. from Toronto. He's so funny, right? He's, He's hilarious. hilarious. So Marlon was asking what people were listening to and I said XXX and he <laughs> he posted the shame gif from <laughs> Game of Thrones. He was like, shame, oh my God. shame. Side, side. No, I'm so sorry. Around, mm-hmm. There's this bar at my house. <sighs> These white people were clowning the people that walked by in their robes and they were going, shame, shame, no. shame. And I was all the way across the street. I hate that and I was thing. like, I can't laugh at these white people in my neighborhood <laughs> making fun of the monks over there. <laughs> it's crazy. But that took me. Oh, that my like, God. But anyways, that's took me. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? Um, I've Who been enjoying 
Um, I've been enjoying this song called Brick by an artist named Trouble um, featuring Skipper the Flipper. Hey, Skip. Skipper that song Skipper. is the jam. Um, if you don't believe me, you can check out um, Tiny's Instagram, Major Girl. She was in the club <laughs> dancing to it, and it got me Major a brick. Girl. Hey, 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 hey. It's <laughs> the jam. So listen to that. Also, um, I've really been loving the Major Cozy Girl. Tapes Volume 2 by ASAP Mob. Yeah. My oh, favorite. you know what? I just started listening yesterday. <laughs> My favorite song on the project is walk on water um i have also been enjoying that's it shit that's enough i love asap ferg yeah me too. Yes. he might be my fave look speaking of missy right exactly <laughs> that right there the uh, little festival track they need to do a whole thing i can see it okay now that right never mind that'd be a dope collab take that hat off <laughs> let somebody pay you for it um outside of thoughts that's pretty much all that's happening over here in the Music Man world. Let's go on over to TV land. Word. So <laughs> this week in TV land, um, the first thing we want to do is give our condolences to uh, Raina St. Patrick. Oh, um, my God. What a loss <laughs> to our community <laughs> and to the young people. Really and uh, New York City, you know, we just really feel the impact of her loss. So we definitely want to give flowers to her and... Love to the family at this time. You um, see the also, video of her performing at the block party? In heaven, yeah. <laughs> jamming. She had on the magic shoes. Somebody jamming. said, good to know Raina's doing well. Up in heaven. So, shout out to Raina. But the season finale of Power was excellent this week. Um, I expected a little bit more, but it definitely um, gave us the bottom line. And it definitely tied up some loose ends. Um, in the storylines of the characters, I am completely over Tasha and her whatever this is with Terry. I hate the, the fact the lawyer. I don't trust him. He looks like a snake. I don't even like looking at him. <laughs> I think that um, he is up to no good. Tasha has always been a person who's appealed to me because of her strength in times of need. And when it's been time for her to hold shit down, that's what endeared us to Tasha. And the fact that she is willing to... Um, enter into this relationship of trust with this lawyer Terry is really burning my biscuits right now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sick of it. Um, <laughs> go Angela popping up at Ghost's house pissed me off. I feel like all of this is her fault in the first place. I have hated Angela since the first time I saw her. <laughs> I knew she was going to be trouble, and she's proved to be nothing but that. I want to give a huge shout-out to the lady who played in When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong because she was back again this week. <laughs> oh, my God. And oh. every time I see her, <laughs> I just want to crack you? up. Um, I told you somebody emailed about that and how much they love that you pointed that out. No, but thank <laughs> you. I will go back and read that. Yes. <laughs> also, um, Lala, who has been actually, I know that I clowned her, but Lala has been getting better and better on this show because the way sometimes it's, it's what's not spoken and the way she got up off the couch when they walked back into the apartment that was what you would do if your best friend lost a child and you know yeah so all of that was real to me um tommy is still definitely my favorite character on the show um and i'm just deathly afraid because i've been reading oh and then sidebar i still hate Tariq, even though he killed <laughs> ray ray and sort of right of the wrongs. Raina shouldn't be dead. And Tyreek holding that gun on Dre was the funniest thing I have seen in weeks on television. I should tell him now. I'll tell my father. I'm definitely tell my uncle Tommy too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tell my father. 
You gonna tell me where the fuck it is? And get him high enough to shoot the fuck out of you right now in this broad daylight. All of that was driving me crazy, but whatever. Tyreek, yeah, he's a kid, but it's also fake as television. So I can say I hate Tyreek, right? And it yes. should have been him. Um, so. Oh, you know, gosh. Power, I'm looking forward to next season, but on a serious note, I have seen articles that the showrunner and the writers have been putting out, and they're preparing us for bloodshed next season. They said that there's going to be major carnage on the show, which, oh, I mean, how many more ways can you make the paint, the brushstroke say we're going to kill a main character next season? So I'm just bracing myself for that. Power is a good show, and what can I say? I've enjoyed it this season. I like great. it. Yeah. Um, in Love and Hip Hop News... Um, <laughs> I just, Hazel E and Tierra Marie have both <laughs> saddened me for two different reasons. <laughs> Hazel E, is, there's, a, there's a hopeful, there's a place of hopefulness that I speak of when I discuss Tierra Marie and her positioning on the show and this being able to help her in some way. It's like I'm eternally hopeful for her to get it together. Hazel E, I feel like, is a lost cause, right? There's nothing, what kind of, contrib- what can she contribute? Girl code She's not talented. What's She's that? not a songstress. I just, you know, I mean, she consults the ideas that I've seen her put out. And this is not, I'm not attacking nobody's work. They craft nothing like that. I'm simply talking about what I've seen. So what's been presented, the right? The way they show it. None of these ideas were innovative. You put girls in front of a, um, a lowrider car out next to graffiti and fencing. And they wore leather outfits and did choreo. Okay, Never seen that before, you know, and then got mad when the girl didn't want to do it. I didn't blame the girl from ridiculousness, which the irony of the girl from ridiculousness (laughs) being on Love and Hip Hop. How you going to be? How should you not be on this show in the first place? But you come from a show called Ridiculousness. (laughs) That's just the irony, you know. Wait, she's a character or it was just a cameo? She's a character. What is her name? Chanel Chanel West Coast. It's your girl, Mm -hmm. Chanel West Coast. What's her name? You know. It could have been cute. I just think right. it was... Right, CWC. I think Chanel West Coast is a cute name. I, yeah, I just, It just you know, don't fit her. Right. CWC. Right. So, you know, I've just... That's been a lot. Um, and so, Tierra Marie, I'm tired of because I feel like she keeps blowing it. Tierra Marie is a legitimate talent, and I feel like she just don't give a damn down to her choices of style on the show. I feel like she doesn't try to flatter anything. <laughs> like Like, everything, these wigs, these orange wigs... <laughs> Like, all of this is just, it's like, why the fuck for? Like, why? And then why did you, Why do you not look presentable? You are from Detroit. They know better. And when she's right, she looks so great. But when she's wrong, you can just tell she's just throwing herself away that day. And I want more for her because she is talented. And I don't feel like her story ever really got a chance to be told right. Tierra right. has been fine coasting along. And maybe the problem's her. Maybe Tierra isn't willing to really do work or make herself. Maybe she's not willing to use this opportunity to be on Love and Hip Hop to her advantage, but I just don't know how you can be surrounded with an opportunity to be taken seriously for your work and not take advantage of it. So therein lies my frustration with Tierra Marie, even down to the way that she presents herself sometimes. And I'm just keeping it real. I think she's a beautiful girl, but she just doesn't give a damn anymore. And I don't know why. Like, why are you willing to even date sis? Go Rosado on television. Why? Uh, He's been a fool ever since we've seen him on TV. If Jennifer Williams from Basketball Wives dumps you, that's what I'm saying. Even if it's not, it's why like are you not, okay right. with aligning right. that? I get that. So check check, that's though. just what I'm tired of with her. I guess I just want more for her. 
and she's got actually some great music. She's got mixtapes. She's got things that are good, and I just feel like she's giving up, and I'm just over it. So Love & Hip Hop Hollywood has been good. Monice has been keeping me entertained. Zell Swag has been keeping me entertained. And so I just, Who? you know. Zell Swag. He's a, a very hilarious character. He's a stylist. And over time, and say what you want about him, but he has given us some witty things and said some things on that show that have made me laugh. So, yeah, I've been very entertained by Zell Swag, by several people on the show. It's just been great. Um, so for what it's worth, Love & Hip Hop Hollywood has entertained me. And I still would like to know why A1, his mother, Lyrica, her mother, and all of their hair are in cahoots what? to just make us feel <laughs> as if that? we are being attacked. It's like they all working against us. And then Lyrica hair. always matches with her oh hair. Have you seen Lyrica's hair? It's all orange. Well, I mean, I know her So then she always wears music. orange. She, that's the mm. thing about Lyrica, right? <laughs> super talented. Yeah. Super Beautiful voice. Accomplished. Great pen. Just stay out the, out the mess, love. Because, like, you got, you literally have a legitimate career, career yeah. and talent as well. Let's even go a step further. For reference, she got a song featuring Cash Dial. Now, you know I want what's best for her. <laughs> yes. Okay? Right. So, Especially when she told the story behind that project, too. I was like, oh, my God. Now, like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, go ahead. I just want to switch gears really quick to Insecure. I just want to say one thing. Oh. The argument between, first of all, Insecure has been having me rolling it has been like drop down knees buckling stomach cramping funny (laughs) like for the past four weeks really the whole season it's just been hilarious but that argument between Issa and Lawrence was so real it was and so just indicative of two people who are completely frustrated that they cannot find compromise or a middle ground and so now it becomes a they just attack each other and they're defending each other. They're defending themselves against each other so unnecessarily, but also very at that moment necessarily. And it was just so real. So I just want to give a shout out to the writers. We were watching these two people who we know have love for each other act out against each other. Who hasn't been mm. there? Simply because, and the way that they did it, the way it was written, the way that Issa and Jay perform that scene it just was like great television so shout out to insecure they have been literally having me dying laughing all season long (laughs) outside of everybody in their game of thrones way like insecure like legit makes hbo like it seriously it makes me remember the magic that was hbo like when you were young like when i was young i remember watching shows we weren't supposed to be watching like six Mm -hmm. feet under and shit but it was like hbo (laughs) so we get to watch so then Insecure comes along, and it's like it brought that magic right back for me. It really did. I didn't watch HBO Sunday for a long no. time. I mean, they have some great shows, and I was just like, I'll catch this online. But, right. I, but I try to make Sunday that priority for Easter. Right? Same. Shout All right. And I also just want to say real quick that I am so tired of Charity Greenleaf. She has worn me so thin as if, I don't know if anybody here has ever the worn like. The new season is out? And almost Amen. over. Where have I been? It's like a mid-season thing or whatever. Hmm. I, they, you know, on own, their seasons are so tricky. It's hard to kind of gauge when the shows when come on. You just that, I, I think they do that. Don't know what to plan for. They do that to make us watch because it's almost like you got to keep your eyes on. I'm be afraid to go to work sometimes. Like, I'm miss a commercial. <laughs> but I, you, you just got to keep fixed <laughs> on the damn channel to know when it's coming back on. But Charity Greenleaf has completely worn me out. Um, 
even hearing her sing them songs, it's like the the writers, I'll put it like this, <laughs> the writers are writing oh the God. hell out of Charity Greenleaf's role because if their goal is, in fact, to <laughs> irritate us and get under our skin with her and make her just so annoyingly, she's a pest. She's passive-aggressive. <laughs> pest. She is. Even the songs <laughs> she sings, I want to feel you. <laughs> Please show me. I, oh, my God. Like, Charity Greenleaf drives me crazy. And those of you that watch that show know what I'm talking about. And shout out to May Greenleaf, Lady May Greenleaf, who said that the nigga that wrote the news, Rick Fox, wrote newspaper articles that only be on page 12, that the page nobody sees but the puppy. When she said that, that they used that paper down for that dog, I'm like, Damn. the writers on Greenleaf are throwing down the way that the bishop the way that the bishop who is flirting with Latoya Luckett's character the way he responded when and you know that's a shame because he's married right. and so the way that he responded to Latoya Luckett when she said you know what I have decided this to join this church home he said oh ho ho <laughs> he said he said oh it's a good day <laughs> and like oh, laughed Lord. the way that he was being a nigga about flirting mm. It's just so beautifully and, and so accurately written. So that's all I want to say about TV land. Thank you to everyone who appreciates this segment. I saw your tweets for some reason. This tweet this week, I got a lot of tweets about the TV land segment. Missing and then people it. appreciate it. And I've been Aww. going too fast. Oh, yeah. So I just want to give a little bit more back than I normally <laughs> yes. do. You know, I, I appreciate it. And I love talking about TV shows. So there you have it. And can I just add own is there any way that you can be an add-on channel on Amazon or Hulu? Okay. That would make my life Please, Oprah. so much easier. Come on, O. Right? You got the money. Because I watch Power. <laughs> we going to give you more for it. <laughs> I watch Power and Showtime. I mean, not Power. I mean, what's the channel? HBO. Stars. Stars. Stars, Stars and Showtime on Amazon as yeah. add-ons. You know, I'm like, own would be dope. I would literally yeah, be set. Right I wouldn't that. need anything else. But just the PSA. So that's it. We need to tell Iyanla so she can get tell them to get get it on the app right now. <laughs> get it on the app! Right. Oh. What's wrong with y'all? And you know it should have been there. <laughs> this is business. <laughs> I, they need to make Iyanla go off on them to get it on the, the damn business. app. Business. I'd love that you hear her smile. <laughs> like every time I watch the show, I feel like I hear it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. You yes. can hear her smile. She's like, you know what, beloved? And I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> now let's jump into what you guys have to say this week. I'm asking for a friend. As per usual, don't forget to email us at the friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. All of your questions, comments, and concerns. Speaking of comments, I said I was going to go back and read this to Dustin because I forgot to read it to him last week. And I wanted to read this email from Monique. And the subject is when keeping it real goes wrong slash power comment. When Dustin mentioned the women from the the woman from the Dave Chappelle show on Power, I screamed. When she came <laughs> on the screen, I went nuts and couldn't believe it was the same lady slash Brenda. Mm-hmm. To this day, my brothers and I have an ongoing joke where we yell, "I don't like people playing, playing on, on my, my phone. phone." Yes, it's always said at the perfect time, and it still cracks me up. <laughs> Mind you, we're still saying this shit from over ten years ago because that's how funny that skit was. Yes. I've been saying that shit too. She's just this is my people, right? right this here. is this. She's part of the tribe. The problem is that neither of my brothers watch Power, so they can't share my excitement of seeking this actress on a serious show. (laughs) 
As a result, I would like to thank Dustin for giving me that shared joy and Aww. excitement of seeing Brenda on this dynamic episode. Yes, baby. Since my Cute. brother stripped me of another epic experience to reminisce on our early years. Yes. <laughs> so I had to make sure I read that from Monique. Thanks so Shout much for that. Shout out to Monique. <clears throat> Shout out to Monique. That's my sister's name. And I will go on ahead and be reading the email for this week, which the subject is Fuckboy Detox. Uh oh. <sighs> Hi, Asante, Dustin, and Fran. I love, I absolutely love your podcast. Not only do I find myself dying laughing at the most random times, you guys have genuinely been a resource to help maintain my mental slash emotional well-being. Yay. With that being said, I need help. I've been dating a man 10 years older than me. I'm 25 and he's 35, and it's been about over a year now. When we first met, I didn't think I would be interested in him romantically, but after hanging out once, we couldn't deny the connection. Put that thing on your gas. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> <In the> p- <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> In the past year of getting to know each other, we have gone through some ups and downs as expected. The main theme always seems to be him claiming, I don't know what I want. Initially, this may have been true, but I've definitely fallen for him, and I'm sure that I want to see where this might go. But the more certain I think I am, the more I realize he's probably projecting. A few months ago, we took a break for this reason. But I recently... Oh, pardon me. When we got back together, things seemed better than ever. But I recently became painfully aware of the many women who contact him and how he gives them just enough attention to keep their hope alive. Hmm. Knowing that, my fuckboy senses are starting to tingle. And that does happen. Although I really do love him, I'm going to be 100% honest with myself. I know what I want from him, and he's showing me that he isn't ready for it. That's fine. But actually separating myself from him at this point is so hard. We've become so intertwined into each other, into each other's lives on an almost daily basis, and I have issues letting go anyway. Can you please give me tips of encouragement to detox? P.S. Dustin, feel free to be as petty as you like here. <laughs> Why are they always? always they, oh my God! Always, always the footnote. You're Every week the I'm the footnote. One. I love it. You're always the petty one, <laughs> but she might need to be petty this week. I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. I think that at 35, that behavior is very indicative of who he is as a person, and there are some people who enjoy the. Um, act and the occurrence of flirtation they like that kind of engagement it stimulates them it validates them it's something that they feed off of and maybe this is something like I wouldn't necessarily be comfortable with this if I was in her position but it also may be something that she may be able to handle or something that she may even be able to redirect you know what I'm saying? After, I don't know, I just feel like people at a certain age, he's 35, he'll be open to certain types of engagement from her that a 25-year-old who's exhibiting the same behavior might not be. And so that's why I think there's a window of opportunity here for her maybe to curb his behavior through her approach. Now, that's not saying what he's doing is right. That's just saying that at there, when you're dealing with a person at a certain age and they're exhibiting certain behaviors, like she didn't say he was sleeping with these women or right. she discovered, you know, these activities. She saw some things that are inappropriate, you know, to her, to me too, but to her. <laughs> so there's a way that I feel she can attempt to 
salvage that trust that is that that started to wane a little bit and that's why she's saying her fuckboy senses are going off right i think there's a way for her to reestablish that trust through conversation with a 35 year old man that i mm. don't think would be there with somebody at 25 so i'm not gonna say throw in the towel or the what's this called the Salux Club. The Salux Club just yet, <laughs> right? Don't throw it in just yet. I think there's an opportunity for her to have an honest conversation with him and kind of come to some new space in their relationship. That's my advice. Mm. I mean, I, I dig that. I definitely think, I hope that at 35, he's mm-hmm. more receptive to having a conversation and communicating where she can kind of tell him how she feels he tells her how he feels and they can decide whether this is working for them or not Mm -hmm. so hopefully i mean she didn't mention much about their communication or anything right she just said they have a good time and they like get along and everything's cool um so i agree with that aspect but i also feel like um you're young you're 25 don't waste your time where you don't want to be true if he's not making you feel good or you feel stressed or anxious get out get out right now do not waste your time i wasted so much of my (laughs) 20s so please take it from a 35 year old woman do not waste your time you said that even though you know he doesn't want what you want you're you're sticking with so listen to your own words that's true even though you know he doesn't want what you want you're addicted because this has nothing to do with anything real. This is chemicals in your brain that are telling you that this is something it's not. Just, it's fine. It's withdrawal like any other drug. You just got to wean yourself off and then you'll look back and be like, Woo! Thank God I did that. Because ain't nobody got time at 25 to waste with a 35-year-old that if he at this point isn't, on what you're on then y'all just don't see it for each other and that's fine doesn't mean that anything's wrong with him doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you just don't waste your time go have fun (laughs) 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 shout out there everybody friend i am so glad that you said so much of that because now i feel less guilty about saying what i was gonna say i don't want to tell you what to do but when you said that y'all had chemistry and on that one night, and he's 35 years old. For me, I think he ran some game on you, and he got <laughs> you caught up. Knowing. Right, you know, you fell for a good thing. He might be a good guy with a lot of good stuff going on. But I feel like maybe he don't want to necessarily commit all the way yet. Or maybe he does want to commit. He just likes the attention. Whatever the case may be, that is not your business. Because if you are not happy where you are and if you don't feel like you know how to talk to him and get past this hump, because you said it was painful for you. Honestly, people, I feel like, are going to hurt each other in certain instances. But when, when I'm hurt in a way that I feel like, damn, I wouldn't do this to you. And I feel like I don't really know how to understand certain things. Like, if I could talk to you about it and you can be like, oh, I just need this attention just because, you know, I'm older. And I feel like I just need people to still know that I'm, you know, I need to want to feel good so I can keep looking good for you. Like, maybe he says something like that and you want to live with that. 
for me, I want to be enough for you to know that you are good enough and I don't want to go through none of that. So I don't want to tell you that you need to break up with this nigga, but if you are spending more time thinking about him and what he's doing and he's spending all his time on other people and not even thinking about you thinking about all this stuff, I would say get your ass up out of there. And I know that that's easier said than done because you love him. It's been over a year. He older. Maybe daddy issues. Who knows what else might go into it? You have got to get the hell away. You've got to be, you have to have your own happy. And he's already wasted enough of his own time because he's 35. (laughs) But you still got a whole life ahead of you. You could be sitting here trying to fix this relationship and then he might be two years down the road. But all right, I can't do this. So now you're going to be like, I done fucked around an old nigga and I done got old. (laughs) Don't do that. And trust and believe that when somebody wants you, You'll know it. Yes. It's undeniable. It's undeniable. You won't have anything to question. That doesn't mean they'll be perfect. But you right. won't be but worried you about won't, that part. Exactly. You won't have to sit here wondering anything because especially at 35, granted age is a number, but for the most part, and speaking for myself, you'll know when I want you. You'll know when I want you to stay. You know when I want this to be more. Like, it's no question. So, Run. <laughs> run run away run run away even if the scissors in your hand girl run <laughs> oh my just God. be a little it's bit it's the more time careful. to defy it <laughs> so oh go ahead no I was just gonna say girl write us in and let us know what's up yeah if you and before you run I will say if you feel like it is not as serious as I feel like it is <laughs> Try and sit down and wrap yourself around your thoughts and talk to him. And if you feel like you can't yeah, do I that. Yeah, communication is key. He, You might be able to get a better gauge of where he's at just by talking to him. Right. He might just be like, yeah, I'm on my phone doing this, but I really don't care about these people. You know what? You're right. Why am I doing this shit? Low-key, he honestly may not even know that it's that big of a deal to you. Right. Because he's not like mm-hmm. he's, not you know, having sex with these women according to what you know right now. Good if he's sending out dick pics and stuff like that, girl. Yeah, dude. that's different. <laughs> <laughs> so, that being said, let's move on to the black business of the week. Even audio <laughs> messages. Segue. Shouldn't be no phone boning going on either. <laughs> and those be disappearing now. That's okay. right. So, know. swipe up. <laughs> no, you, look, hey, look okay. our message done made it so easy now to look at the media in a conversation. So, I mean... If he got a droid, don't trust him. <laughs> Y'all shouldn't be together any damn way. <laughs> oh, my God. Dustin. <laughs> oh, green message ass nigga. No wonder y'all having problems. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. So, for this week's Black Business, I wanted to shout out. Shout out. Craft My Occasion. That's a Kickstarter. I was going to yes. say the Craft Black Owned. Girl, <laughs> shut up. I was going to be like, what? <laughs> With all the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Who is currently creating party supplies that celebrate children of color. And I look how cute this. you yes. I love this. It's a little black girl with a fro, and she's a mermaid. And it has the plates, the cups, the forks, the napkins. I think that's adorable. For your kid's birthday, how nice of them to feel represented with the yes, characters they exactly. see on the on the plates and stuff. I think that's brilliant. So cute. For um, all she the writes, Mahogany doesn't have. Right. She writes, I love parties. I believe that we should celebrate life every chance that we get. And as a mom and a woman of color, it has been challenging for me to find party supplies that represent my family. Once I became an event planner, I realized that other women of color also struggled with the lack of options for their children. So I decided to create party supplies that celebrate our 
beautiful brown babies. So she is currently, she has a goal of 20,000 and she's currently at 12,000. So let's boost this, right? Because I think it's great. It only has seven days to go. So we really, really need to get the word out there. I will tweet the link. Hopefully you guys will retweet it, share it, post it on your Facebooks and just everywhere you can. And once again, that's Craft My Occasion on Kickstarter, who has party supplies celebrating children of color. So I love it. Amazing. Let's get this ecosystem rolling so that these plates can get rolled out for your kids next party. I love this. The plates are so cute. I'm looking at them right now. Little mermaid with a fro and a star in her hair. I can't take it. I thought it was a pick. I had really got excited. (laughs) But it is a star. (laughs) I was like, they real. No, I'm just playing. But this is adorable. I love this. And what a great idea. So empowering for little kids to have this available to them. So shout out to you. Oh! And that's it for this week's show. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? Um, I will very, very soon. <laughs> soon and very soon. <laughs> what about you, Asante? I'm going to be in New Orleans next week. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Stay tuned on my Twitter for why I might be in New Orleans next week, or else just say hi to me if you're out in New Orleans next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing for me. I'm laying low. I've been, August was a doozy. Okay. Um, okay. Was. Was. Uh, September, I will be focusing on the tour and a couple other projects that I also can't mention. Uh. Um, but I'm excited. It's going to be work, a good month. Work, but work, for now, work. yeah. New Orleans. You hear me, New Orleans. <laughs> That's me to wanting to come. Uh, DC, you're next on the stop on the radar so I'll see you guys in about DC, a week DC are you with me yeah, yeah so excited I love DC but <laughs> oh yeah we are the friends <laughs> y'all, y'all really about to get well soon <laughs> oh my god <laughs> literally y'all about to love get well soon you guys soon. thank you for Stay listening and protect your magic bye, bye you guys in a fast paced world every day brings new challenges and new opportunities at Strayer University We know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.